Welcome or welcome back to Pre-Arb Excellence, a Roots-based Chicago Cubs podcast with an eye on player development. Pull up a chair while I take a deeper dive into the concerns for the team's present and future. Questions are always welcomed, whether on Twitter, Tim815 on the Anchor Contest line, or on my Facebook, Pre-Arb Excellence Group. Thanks for stopping by for today's episode. Holmes, Davis, College, and ask me games if I was confusing. While most people that are under the Cubs umbrella are sitting by, running, running their normal lives, and then checking Twitter to see what's going on. I've been doing a bit different. I've been doing that as well. I've been checking. Uh, Holmes, Ben Holmes, the Cubs on the driveline um, senior day, Effectively, senior day, senior day at a college is when the seniors all get together and they show off what they have and um, teams take a look and assess and decide whether they're interested in this guy or that guy or none of the guys. Senior day for Driveline. Driveline is the institute out in, I know they're out in Washington, but they're probably pretty much everywhere now. Um, You go out and take a look. Who's the guys that are out at Driveline? And they all have a day when they're getting ready to show off their wares. And the Cubs saw left-handed pitcher Ben Holmes and signed him to a minor league deal. Holmes, 2019, he was with the Dodgers in AAA. Had some degree of success, but with all the that what went on, went on last year, he no longer was with the Dodgers. So, um, so it goes, so it goes. He had been released. The Cubs signed him and brought him in. So Ben Holmes is going to be in Cubs minor league camp. Uh, Brennan Davis, I hear he's getting called up to the major league camp. So uh, he will be working whether it's during games, during practice, during whatever. Uh, Teams are allowed 75 players in big league camp. Cubs are at, I think I saw a number 64, but it might be 66. It's not quite to 70. They can still add a couple more players if they want. And the players that will added will 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 be added might well be on a day-by-day basis with them getting kicked over to the um, uh, specialized training when they're not with the parent club. Who knows? I, I'm not really worried about it a whole lot because what ends up happening is... This week, particularly, you have the person you follow on Twitter. Maybe it's Megan Montemuro. Maybe it's Jordan Bastian. Maybe it's Russell Dorsey. It's whoever it is that you follow, and it's all good. And when something breaks, within five minutes, all of them break the news. So, you know, if it's a case of Cubs sign, insert player here to a minor league deal, they'll all post it. It's all good. It's all wonderful. You get news, you find out things, you hear stuff. Um, possibly you get an update from one of the coaches on who's looking really good in practice, etc. You know how it works. Um, but that hasn't been what I've been doing. That has not been what I've been doing because there's something that's been happening for the first time for me since about 11 months ago. Yes, there are college baseball games. There are actual games going on where people are trying to distinguish themselves from other players. And that, to me, is absolutely fantastic. Um, What ends up happening with college, 
most of the time, the big games are the big games, the conference games are Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's when you'll have the games. And when you get a Thursday game that proxies for a Friday game, it's wonderful because then you have a game on Thursday that counts like a game on Friday. Because if you have, for instance, LSU against Arkansas, that's a game. That's a game. If you have LSU against LSU Eunice, that's a little bit less of a game. You, you pretty much have an idea when you have a top 15 team, a top 10 team against a team that probably will go about, you know, uh, 10 and 30. Well, you kind of know how that game's going. So what I'm trying to do is every day take in a game or two, as close as I can, to uh, educate myself. So I know more about the names, know more about the players, know more about the people, know more about who should be selected when. Not specifically because I want to be able to tell you exactly who the Cubs are going to be taking. It'd be nice if I could do that, but uh, sitting in my house, I'm not going to be able to pull that off. But I am going to be able to tell you with reasonable effectiveness, if I do my job well, how deep a draft should go. For instance, I was asking one of the people, oh, Ben Badler, it was, it, it was one of them. It, there are a whole bunch of very, very, very intelligent baseball writers. I was asking him, uh, if a team's making a draft pick in the sixth round, they'd probably be better, they'd probably better be getting some good value for the sixth round with all the teams that, oh, uh-huh, yeah, that's, uh, that's the mindset. A lot of people with baseball, there's the number one draft pick, then the next, second round is, well, maybe he's a one and three, and then after that, it's all rubbish. No, that's hogwash. That's absolute hogwash. Probably picks one through about 25. And there, there will probably be a cutoff around one to six, one to eight, somewhere around there. And then you'll get six to 25, eight to 25, somewhere in there. Uh, those will all be about the same. Then you get that 25, 28, wherever that next cutoff is, it'll probably go to about 130. You might get the person who's getting drafted 29th and the guy who's getting drafted 130th. They're about the same. How can that be? Those numbers are really far apart because there's a whole lot of really good college baseball players. And there's a bunch of really good high school, high school baseball players. So as you're looking at the Cubs draft in July, if you're paying no attention to college, you're going to look at, and one of the people who you follow, who's not going to be me, I'm guessing, um, somebody who, oh, well, this guy has a whole, you know, this, this guy writes for, you know, Baseball Prospectus, or he's for Baseball America, you know, he, he's with one of, well, he says this is a really good pick, so it's a really good pick. Well, probably is a really good pick. The problem is, all of them are good picks. Everybody that's get pretty much everybody that's getting drafted in the top, oh, let's say 200, should be a good player. Now, that doesn't mean they'll all make it to the major leagues. You're going to have some guys who are drafted in the second round or the third round that are really good looking pitchers, but then their arm blows out. Or they're really good looking hitters, but they can never quite figure out hitting major league sliders. So just because a player looks really good doesn't mean they're going to have a good major league career, but 
if you're drafting a player in the second round, in the third round, in the fourth round, they'd better be really good. There had better be a reason for you taking that player. And part of that for me, until until the minor until the until spring training gets real, and it's not real yet. Until spring training gets real, I'm going to be more focused on listening to college games that matter. For instance, today, because of weather concerns, there was a Friday, Saturday, Sunday series, standard Friday, Saturday, Sunday series in the ACC. ACC second week of the season, they're going with conference games. Second week of the season, the ACC is going with conference games. So uh, all of the preliminary games that don't matter, they're done. Uh, ACC weekend stuff is now conference games. Conference games matter. Conference games get you into the tournament, etc., etc., etc. And this Friday, Saturday, Sunday series with Virginia and North Carolina, there are questions about the weather on the back end of the series. So Sunday... They really don't know what the weather was going to be like. So instead of banking on Sunday being a game that, well, it's 50-50 because of the weather, they decided, let's push the entire series up one day. So instead of it being a Friday, Saturday, Sunday series, as all the other series are, all the other series are, Virginia, North Carolina was bumped to Thursday, Friday, Saturday. So instead of Friday, Saturday, Sunday, it's Thursday, Friday, Saturday. And the 3 o'clock first pitch, Virginia against North Carolina, was basically up against nothing. There was Arkansas against Southeast Missouri State, which I might get to in a minute. Uh, there was also a Texas-BYU game. BYU games are fun because BYU is not going to play on Sunday. So there's always get bounced to either um, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, one of the two. So, um, you know, you get that. But North Carolina is historically a very good team. This year, they're a bit down. But this today, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, you had a Friday night game, effectively, with Virginia against North Carolina. Both teams going with their aces. Virginia went with Andrew Abbott, a left-hander. Probably sits 93, 94. Uh, possibly, possibly, possibly 95. Nice little mix of stuff. Um, by the time the, the game ended, um, I had him as a third-round draft pick. I, just, I, I, I love throwing around draft round numbers. Uh, if the Cubs end up getting Andrew Abbott in the third round, I'll be saying, oh, cool, this will work, because Andrew Abbott is that good. Um, does that mean he will make it to the major leagues? Uh, don't know, but he's a left-hander that throws 93, 94, and has a couple of different, uh, has a couple alternate pit, uh, secondaries. So yeah, Andrew Abbott, good name. He ends up getting the bronze medal in that game. He went uh, three in, uh, three runs, seven innings. A uh, couple homers. Um, but no, he, he sounded fine. And when you're listening to pitchers, as far as you're trying to assess them for the future, it's not so much of a case of how many runs did he give up, how many this is, how many that's. 
Was he better than the hitters? If he was better than the hitters, the hitters, ground ball to third, pop fly to left, ground ball to second, looks at strike three. He, he was better than the hitters. Two guys got a hold of, um, got a hold of pitches for home runs against him. And, uh, first inning before I really, 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 really was able to start following the game, um, there's a double that drove in a run, which leads to the silver medal guy. Justice Thompson. Now, how great of a name is Justice Thompson? Justice Thompson is a center fielder for North Carolina. I walked into the game absolutely ignorant of who Justice Thompson was. Absolutely ignorant, and this is why baseball is so flipping fantastic. No idea who this guy is. Okay, he's a cleanup hitter for North Carolina. Eh, no idea. First inning against um, Andrew Abbott knocks a two-out double to drive in a run to make it one to nothing. Okay, just you know, note to self. A couple innings later, uh, somebody tried to shoot the gap in right center, and Hunter, no, Justice Thompson goes all Tommy Agee and makes a fantastic diving catch. Okay, so he had a big hit. And he knocked the he made a nice defensive play. Okay, note to self. Next time up, bunt single. You're starting to catch a little th thread here, eh? Uh, guy can come up with a big hit. He can bunt when he has to when the defense gives it to him. He can make a really nice defensive play, playing center field, not playing first base, playing center field. So he sounds like he's a legitimate center fielder. Then his third time up. He hit a home run and it wasn't close. It was, yeah, oh yeah, that, that that's good. Moderate bat flip, all that kind of stuff. So, uh, Justice Thompson, home run, diving catch, bunt single, double to right center as a right-handed hitter. Then he makes a diving catch to end the game. Yeah, I'd kind of be interested in it. I start when he started going off. I put him in the fourth round. By the end of the game, I I moved him up to the third round. Uh, Justice Thompson, he's a sophomore, but with all the COVID, etc., 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 I would imagine anybody who is eligible to be drafted will probably want to be drafted because they're not going to be able to play this year. So they might as well get drafted so they can do whatever they can do and then start playing the year after. Um, yeah. Yeah, uh, Justice Thompson gets the silver medal in that game without question. I'm completely good with putting Justice Thompson as a third-round option. Again, not to say the Cubs should definitely draft Justice Thompson in the third round, but he should be under consideration in the third round. We'll see. It's a long time until July. But if Justice Thompson keeps doing this kind of stuff, third round, maybe even second round, uh... What ends up happening is once I start getting to know the names of the players better, once I start to start to know the attributes of the players better, I start to realize, oh my goodness, getting a good player in the first round and the second round, that's a given. You have to do really well in the first round, the second round, the third round, the fourth round, because the Dodgers are going to do well. The Rays are going to develop well. The Jays are going to draft some upside guys. There are going to be a whole lot of teams that draft really well. 
the Reds are going to have three of the first 40 picks, something like that, to keep up. A team has to draft well, a team has to win the draft, a team has to win development, otherwise they lose. Okay, the other player of note from the early game is Austin Love. Love is... He's another one of those guys. It's usually players get drafted after their junior year. With this year, it's going to be if you're 21, you want to get drafted. If you want to get if you're 21, you want to get drafted so you can start playing. Austin Love is draft eligible. He came in against Virginia, who was ranked number two in the country. It was in North Carolina, but Virginia was ranked ranked number two in the country. If you're the number two team in the country, I don't give a rip what the deal is you're probably a kind of a good team. Austin Love dragged a no-hitter to the seventh inning. He'd given up one walk. I think he's at like seven strikeouts. He was at 95 miles per hour in the sixth inning. I can't remember hearing anything in the seventh inning as far as what he was for velocity. He was killing. Uh, Austin Love was just absolutely killing things. Uh, I can't remember if I put him down as a second round or a third round. I think I moved him. I think I put him at second. Um, again, it's not to say the Cubs should definitely draft Austin Love in the second round. But if Austin Love is on the board in the second round, he's got to be real tempting. And it's not a question of he'd be tempting for the Cubs. He'd be tempting for any team because Austin Love has second round ability. So... Austin Love gets my gold medal for the early games. Justice Thompson gets my silver. And the bronze goes to Austin Adams, who did r relatively well. And as I listen to games, I want to start putting down round numbers for players. And I'm, I, I'm pretty much forcing myself to do that. Uh, it's not a real hard force because... I have a, a Google Doc up so I can just incorporate things in and, uh, you know, say this guy's a fourth rounder, this guy's a third rounder, whatever. So ideally, you have 24 players in the first round, 20, no, 36 for the second round. Then that would be 60, then about 40 for the third round. Then about 40 for the next round. Then 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30, 30. Uh, just who are guys that have impressed me in the games that I've seen. One of the games I saw yesterday, uh, I, I, was, I was following yesterday, I ran into the video of it on YouTube, um, Georgia Tech. I'm not familiar with Georgia Tech very well. They had a game against Mercer. Mercer had smashed uh, Jackson State over the weekend. So I was interested in how the Georgia-Mercer game would go. It really wasn't very close. Georgia was a whole lot better than Mercer was in the midweek. And uh, as I, I, I kind of fell asleep to that game. But the Georgia Tech had a couple of guys that had really good games. So since I was able to run into that, Georgia Tech has a lot of guys. That, they look beefy. They're big. They, uh, they, they represent power. Um, so yeah, I want to watch games. And it's like, okay, this guy looks third round, this guy looks fifth round, this guy looks twelfth round, etc. 
I'm going to be wrong, but I'm completely good with being wrong. And I, I want people to realize, oh, if somebody goes in the fifth round, that means they're actually really kind of good. Because if they went in the fifth round, they have to be good to go in the fifth round this year. I want that mindset out there because so many people have a mindset, oh, the Cubs got a good guy in the second round. Well, they should get a good guy in the second round. Everybody ought to get a good guy in the second round. Unless they got two or three draft picks in the second round, then they ought to get two or three guys that are good. Nightcap. The Once the North Carolina-Virginia game ended with North Carolina winning 3-2, to two, um, Love finally gave up two runs late. The bullpen held on, and North Carolina won. Uh, and then, again, tomorrow I get to listen again, and then Sunday, uh, Saturday I get to listen again. And each game, there is more information. Each game, there is more learning. Each game, there is more uh, awareness of who should probably go where. And as time goes on, it's like, okay, who's a team that's doing well that I haven't seen? Who's a team that I haven't followed? Who's a team that I haven't tracked? Tonight, for a while, I had on the um, I ha I've had on the Oregon State game against Grand Canyon, who's out of Phoenix. I had on uh, Dallas Baptist hosting Gonzaga. That game is in a weather delay as of right now. But it, it, the more games I listen to, the more stuff I hear, the more names I hear. How does this guy match up against this guy? Okay, this guy's getting outs. How is he getting outs? Oh, he's getting outs throwing 96, 97. Okay, there's information. This guy's getting outs throwing 96, uh, 85, 86. Okay, that's information. I'm just sorting the, sorting the data, sorting the data, sorting the data. I'm learning a whole lot by listening to a whole lot of college baseball games. So, in the Arkansas game... I might run into it at some point. I haven't run into the video of it yet. But Arkansas gave up three runs in the first inning to... Who, did, who were they playing? Who were they playing? SEMO. That's right. I mentioned them. Southeast Missouri State. SEMO scored three in the first, got into the bullpen in the first inning, and... It kind of stayed three, stayed three to nothing for a while. Christian Franklin, who is Arkansas center fielder, who's probably going to go before the Cubs draft, homered uh, Slavens. Chris Slavens? I'm not remembering what his first name is right now. But uh, big first baseman, DH, left-handed hitter guy, uh, junior college guy last year, 19 games, 14 home runs, something absurd like that. Now he's at Arkansas. <laughs> Go figure. Um, he hit a home run today. So uh, I, I think Slavens is probably a fifth-round, sixth-round talent just simply because he mashes the ball. I don't know if he'll ever end up doing anything more than that, but um, if he can mash at the college level, maybe he'll be able to mash at the uh, professional level, and then that would be perfectly worth a fifth-round or sixth-round pick. But it got to the top of the ninth, and Simo played it another run, and it was a uh, five to two to the ninth. Five to two to the ninth, and absolutely crazy ninth inning. There was a fly ball with uh, 
almost left the building, which would have been a three-run homer to end the game. Um, he had ended up going for a single that drove in nobody, but loaded the bases. Uh, Arkansas ended up tying the game in the ninth and winning the game in the tenth. Arkansas is a very fun team to follow. If you don't have a college team that you're following, follow Arkansas. They're fun. There's a whole bunch of fun teams to follow. A whole bunch of fun teams to follow. If there's a team in the top 25, they almost certainly have someone or more than someone who is worth taking in the top four rounds. Does that end up meaning that player will end up coming to play for the Cubs? No, of course not. But if you have a college team that you are following, that you are paying attention to, that you are cognizant of, you will probably learn some stuff. Not only will you learn some stuff about your team, but you will learn some stuff about the other teams. And if you are listening to learn, which is what I've recommended and I still recommend, you will learn some stuff about your team. You will learn some stuff about the other team. And if you're learning stuff about your team and you're learning stuff about the other team, then you're learning more than you would be learning if you are just sitting by your Twitter account waiting for Russell Dorsey, Megan Montemurro, or Jordan Bastian to post something that the Cubs release as an organization. College baseball is fun. College baseball is entertaining. And the guys that are going to be doing damage in Major League Baseball in six or seven years, right now they're probably in college or high school. So if you decide, okay, I want to dip my toe into the water and I would rather listen to a good college baseball game tomorrow, that would be a really good idea. D1Baseball.com is a great place to go. D1Baseball is a great place to go. They list the schedules. They will list the schedules for all the games. Uh, the way they usually end up doing it is at the very top, is a list of all the games of the top 25 in their top 25. So uh, it's organized chronologically. So if the number one and number 17 teams play at 8.30, they will be down toward the bottom because it's chronological. So what you want to do is you figure out your schedule. It's like, okay, I have an hour and a half to listen to baseball between 5.30 and 7 o'clock. I'm just pulling some hypotheticals. You know, you get your work done, you get your stuff done, you get your, you know, whatever it is that you have to do. 5.30 to 7, I have an hour and a half to listen to college baseball games. You find a game that's starting at about 5.30 and listen to it, listen to it, listen to it, listen to it. 90% of the teams that you're going to be paying attention to you will be able to listen to the game one side or the other on free streaming audio. Also, you may be able to see them on video on the ESPN network of families, family of networks, oftentimes at no additional cost. But I'm much more of an audio person. You know, if I listen to an announcer and he's saying, Oh, 95 mile an hour fastball on the black. Okay, now that's something I can keep track of. That's and I don't have to be looking at the screen all the time. So I can be uh, relaxing, chillaxing, checking Twitter, doing this, doing that, doing the other thing. I don't have to be watching 
and somebody tells me, ooh, that guy did something that you're going to want to actually pay attention to. And then if it turns out that, for instance, Justice Thompson hits a home run into the next galaxy, probably a little bit later, maybe tonight, maybe tomorrow, I want to look up the Justice Thompson home run and see how far it really did go and maybe hashtag that with a Cubs draft 2021. Um, Cubs 2021 draft. Uh, it could be either one. Um, but yeah, if you want a baseball fix on Friday or Saturday, and I strongly recommend, if you want a baseball fix, fix yourself. Find a game, find a game to listen to, potentially find a game to watch, find a game with at least one ranked school, and there will be some with two ranked schools. And if you get a game with two ranked schools, what you're going to find is somebody's going to do well. Let's say you're listening to, I, 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 this is just completely hypothetical. Let's say team six is playing team 15 tomorrow and it starts at 6.30, 6.30 central time. Sit down, watch the game, listen to the game, whichever, whatever works for you whatever works based on uh, availability, whatever works based on time, whatever works based on a school that you actually want to pay attention to, and listen to the game. Listen to the game, watch the game, however long you got. Maybe you can listen to the first four innings. Okay, you listen to the first four innings of the game. Who impressed you? Don't look at me. Who impressed you? Who was the guy that, wow, that guy would... I'd like to have him in the Cubs system. That's what you're looking for. Maybe it's a pitcher who's throwing 94, 95, 96 and dragging it into the fourth inning. Maybe that's what you're interested in. Maybe you're interested in the guy who's playing right field but covered for the center fielder when he took a bad route and the right fielder looks as good as the center fielder defensively. Uh, maybe a third baseman made a diving play on the foul line, picked it up, stood up, threw to first, got him, and then three minutes later, banged one into right center field for a triple. That's the kind of stuff that impresses you. You watch a game, you listen to a game, you pay attention, who's doing what, who's impressing you. When someone impresses you, hey, I was listening to the Ole Miss game and etc., 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 I was listening to Jaden Hill pitching for LSU, and he was... When you start to get familiar with the names, when you start to get familiar with the players, when you start to get familiar with the teams, you start to have players that you dig. And when you have players that you dig, remember the names of the players that you dig and check them out again the next time. Or check someone else out. Look at somebody's mock draft. This guy has this guy going to the Cubs. Should I be interested? For instance, one team I haven't listened to yet, I have not followed this year yet, is Boston College. Boston College has Sal Fralick, has Cody Morissette, and Blast, who's their pitcher? They have a pitcher, too, that uh, is... Legit. Louisville has a catcher, a center fielder, 
and a third baseman, all of whom are very good. Watch them. See them. See what's going on. Is that a guy that you would be interested in? There will be some guys that, wow, that guy's really good. Yeah, and Kumar Rocker's not going to last until the Cubs draft, but it's still kind of fun to watch Kumar Rocker pitch. So, uh, yeah, find a game. Friday, Saturday, find a college game that fits into your schedule that has one of the players that's of interest. Listen to it. Watch it. And as you're doing that, possibly you're listening on audio stream as you are dusting or as you are catching up on some magazines or you are catching up on your mail, whatever it is. You're following this, whatever it is that's going on, as you're listening to a ball game and learning stuff about baseball. And then, in the process, eventually on Sunday, the Cubs will play a game. Five innings, maybe. Seven innings, maybe. And hopefully you'll learn something there as well. But if you're learning enough about other things, then incidental information on the Cubs is cool, too. Um, the games in college matter. These, not only are the players playing for the, uh, name on the front of the jersey, the school, you know, trying to have Vanderbilt or Boston College or, um, Texas A&M or Dallas Baptist. Not only are they trying to have their team win, they're, they're also realizing that the better they do, the better they will look for the draft and the larger their bonus will probably be. So yeah, Friday or Saturday, pick a game, listen to a game, learn some things, jot down some notes, and probably my next uh, Bleed Cubby Blue article will have a um, Google Drive uh, document that shows you my first round, second round, third round, fourth round, it's not complete. It's a work in progress. But uh, the names, names of the guys that I am interested in, the guys I have seen, the guys I have listened to, the guys I have heard, the guys I've been impressed with as far as when I would like to see the Cubs seriously consider those guys in the draft. Again, it's not a case of the Cubs are failing if they're not doing exactly what I want. I hope they're better at talent assessment than I am. But if I'm seeing five, six, seven rounds of talent in college baseball. The Cubs better be drafting that well because I tell you what, the Dodgers aren't going to stop. The good teams, the well-run major league organizations are going to continue to find talent. If the Cubs slack in locating talent in the draft, they will lose for that reason, if no other reason. Thanks for stopping by. Pre-Arb Excellence, I'll have another podcast up soon as circumstances warrant. I'll attempt to have that worth your time as well. Be safe. Go Cubs, go. And be nice to people.